0: If Burnley was a lesson, then Bristol City was certainly a reality check and a big one at that. Did anyone see that coming? No? Is it worrying? A little? We'll be discussing Albion's dismal FA Cup exit and much more on this week's Baggies Broadcast. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Baggies broadcast. With me, Johnny Drury, as always, alongside Baggies ENS main man, Lewis Cox. Coxie. Saturday wasn't great, but how are you? How was your weekend overall? You well? I am positively average, Johnny. How are you? Uh, yeah, that's a good way to describe me, really. Yeah, yeah.
1: positively yeah, ab- ab- I- above average. Uh, above average. Oh wow. well, I woke up and one of the first things I saw was um, on this fine Monday morning, was that this is the fifth Monday in this month of January. Mondays are terrible full stop, aren't they? Um, But January Mondays, I mean, so so yeah, um, fed up of Mondays in January, especially as I'm doing dry
0: January. Oh, a couple more days to go. A couple more days to go and you'll be there. Um, But we've got a few issues to discuss this week on the Baggies broadcast, a little final word on Bristol City and the dismal Awful, embarrassing, whatever you want to call it, exit at Bristol City. Um, we'll talk about the transfer window with that slamming shut tomorrow evening. And we'll talk about some of the futures of some Albion players. Answer your questions. Coxie is facing a quiz from me. I'm turning into the quizzer. A little, going a bit Barker this morning, on this fine Monday morning. And we'll look ahead to uh, to Coventry and, uh, a Friday evening. But we'll start, as always, with our alternative Albion section. Now, I had this sewn-up mid-Bristol City game, didn't I, Coxie, on Saturday? Um, there was something that really got my goat Um, fans would have seen me sort of mention it on Twitter and our colleague from The Athletic Elias Burke also mentioned it the fact that Bristol City fans had taken it upon themselves to just make up a rivalry with Albion and I've seen it before where fans will uh, almost try and make up a a derby or a rivalry Um, but it just seemed quite strange didn't it Coxie? Bristol City fans chanting derogatory chants at Albion as if they were like Wolves and then did, we sort of look, did the maths and worked it out and they're probably one of the closest teams to Albion apart from the teams in Wales.
1: Yeah, well, it's but strange. All so I can, can think of is Elias's, uh, poor Elias's geography lesson, which he, he then was receiving all, all, you know, tellings off from all afternoon with
0: people. We're uh, replying
1: if, Cardiff, Cardiff, surely Cardiff is closer to Bristol than West Brom. He forgot,
0: forgot we exist over here in um, Wales.
1: Yeah, well, considering we spend, you know, almost every match, match day sort of yeah I don't know poking fun yeah, you know, taking the Mickey out of um you know your your your, your um semi welsh heritage Johnny yeah mm. uh, he did he did forget somehow. so uh
0: yeah, yeah but, it was just weird it was strange I've never I, I have seen it before but well it was basically
1: chance just... of f the album wasn't it yeah. um and yeah i yeah I don't really understand like you say that that kind of that kind of stuff belongs for derby matches doesn't it you know yeah Yeah, it it was it was odd. Um, Yeah, different different vibe down there than Boxing Day, wasn't it? Boxing Day they were sort of they turned on their manager. It was toxic and all that. And yeah, it was a weird atmosphere on Saturday. But uh, hopefully, you know, after this podcast, the sooner we can forget
0: about Saturday, the better. Yeah, certainly. There's our uh, room 101 alternative, Alvin um, Lewis. Just thinking of some as as always alternative points from Saturday that we haven't covered already. for me, the worrying sign was that you you know your reliable characters were were out of sorts. Uh, I think everyone was average or below. I thought there was a lot that were below average. Um two in particular, your and Mulumbi, I thought, despite them probably they probably covered the most ground and worked hardest. I thought they were dreadful on Saturday. Um the likes of Daro Shea looked a little bit ropey. Just your usual characters. I thought Daniel Furlong had a poor game. Um even Jed Wallace was off there off the boil a little bit. And um, is it one of them you just hope have to hope that it's a blip more than anything else?
1: Well, I'd like to hope so. I think it was a worse performance under Corbyn. Um, Yeah, yeah, that or maybe Chesterfield away, but at least a draw was salvaged from Chesterfield. I'll take the point that they're non-league. But yeah, deserved beating um, off it from almost from the get-go. I think you just have to hope it's a blip because... They haven't turned one of those in for a good while, have they? No. So I think there were, you know, you can you can find. Uh, I'd imagine you can find reasons pretty pretty easily. Let's be fair. There were, it was a reasonably strong side as you mentioned names there, but there were still five changes from a league game. Um, you're still going into a, into a competition that the players, almost, um, you know, with, without meaning it, they know, in the in the back of their minds that it's not the league and it's not the priority I think there's a case for that subliminally um and and yeah that you know a place where Albin had won so comfortably you know barely a month ago kind of might go there thinking probably just have to you know turn up to to win again won't be a biggest test I think maybe factors of you know factors of all of those but listen. It it would have hurt the head coach. He was clearly hurt in post match, and he you know, pulled no punches with us in the press
0: conference. Um, but Were you yeah. surprised with how strong he went. He, well, the way I've looked at it, I read his piece again this morning, and I thought it was. I'm I'm not for. Um, I think the best managers don't come out and lamb like totally, but wipe the floor with their players. But I, th- yeah. but then I am of the opinion that there is a place for some of it, and I think. For me, he struck the right balance. He wasn't too scathing, but he was—he—he he made it clear that he won't accept that. Absolutely,
1: I do agree about you know it's—it's—it's it's, uh, it's not right to come out and keep hammering the players publicly, is it? But um, I made a point to him in one of my questions actually that I think we—not just us in the in the media, but I think all the supporters listening here and yeah, three thousand five hundred that would have travelled down and everyone tuning in on Saturday. Probably very interested in what team he'd play. Yeah, it was wholesale change at Chesterfield, wasn't it? Eleven, mm. um, and he he sort of went half and half in this, didn't he? Um, I was surprised. I was surprised some of the league regulars, big hitters, were all involved, sort of. You know, you you O'Shea's, you Kushlu's Malumbi's, um, DK uh, did both fullbacks play? No, no, no. It was just was Furlong, long, wasn't it? Yeah. So yeah. Um, uh, you know Wallace maybe, but a little surprise. I, I thought it was quite strong when I saw it off the off the bat. Um, obviously the keeper change wasn't a given, but was probably expected. And a and a couple more maybe we expected Thomas Asante to start. Um, but yeah, I, I I don't mind what he did personally um, to the press. You know the fact that it it was quite a long post match press conference we had with uh, Carlos and. You know, within his first answer, he's talking about the wrong mentality. I think he said it all really. And yeah. and going back to my first answer, I gave you about factors and reasons why why it didn't go well, why it didn't go to plan. If if you're not mentally at it, you know, never mind physically. Um, if if each player is a few percent off, then you ain't, you're not going to get anything. Um, and and that was the case. Unfortunately, it was it was a um, bit of a throwback performance, not not for good reasons. And um, yeah, it, it was worrying, but. I'm not worried that they're going to turn another one of those in. Um, no. I'm pretty confident we'll see, we'll get onto this later, I'm sure, for Cov, but I'm pretty confident we'll see a reaction at home. And uh, and yeah, but it, it was an interesting post-match press conference and he you know, didn't necessarily look visibly frustrated and annoyed, but I think you could certainly tell yeah, you know, with what he said and reading between the lines of what he said um, that he wasn't entirely pleased.
0: Yeah, he wasn't at all. Just on a couple of individual performances now, you know, we could we could go through eleven Albion players and say why they weren't good enough. But I know a lot of fans have asked questions about him today. Uh, we've had him in the past. And for me he is a bit of a strange one, but Carlin Grant, I thought his his performance on Saturday sort of summed up how Albion fans sort of perceive him or see him. I thought he was better. the game bypassed him an awful lot and It's just one of them. We had the conversation about Grady Dean Garner last week and where his future lies and whether he's one that needs to thrive away from the football club. And I think the more that I certainly watch Carlin Grant, as much as I want him to do well in an Albion shirt, I I struggle. You know, I find it hard to believe that he scored 18 goals last season from what we've seen of him this season almost. He looks a, a little bit of a different player. We know he was linked with Stoke in a loan deal a couple of weeks ago, but that seems to have gone cold what what do you think he's a strange one, Lewis, because he's got a lot of time left on his contract and Albion are paying an in instalment, so they still owe a significant amount to Huddersfield, but he just he, he just doesn't look like he's gonna make an impact, does he? So he certainly didn't at Bristol on Saturday.
1: Yeah, well, he didn't he didn't play well um at all, but you know, for the record I don't think any Albion players played no. well. But um yeah, I mean since since the Phillips injury, what have we had? Um had Burnley and uh, and Saturday, haven't we? So we've seen Dean going around. We've seen Grant. Um, neither have enjoyed very good auditions, have they? Let's be honest. Um, but you know, we talk about pretend, potential January links, and of course, we're going to get onto that. And I'm sure Carlos Corbran is looking at that area, winger, particularly out on the left to cover Phillips. But I just, I just think then. I just think they're still needed. Like, I, you know, they, they didn't play well and they haven't played well. Sorry, Grant hasn't played well. Um, hasn't really he scored one, once, hasn't he, since August. You know, he was effective in August, but not since. Um, Corbrand thinks he's a, uh, you know, he's, he's certain that he's a left-wing player. He's an attack, you know, play best out on the left. Um, he's going to be needed. You know, I Albion mean, don't have the, the uh, numbers or depth to be... Look, I know, I appreciate that moving him on would help the coffers and stuff like that. I I understand that totally. But at this at this stage, you know, we don't know for certain that a left winger is going to come in. And certainly if one doesn't, then yeah. Grant and Garner is a, a different case, obviously. But they're, they're both needed for, for depth and options. Phillips is highly unlikely to play again this season. Um, Grant hasn't played well, hasn't been good enough. But um, unfortunately, Albion are going to need to use them at stages and it's going to have to, you know, it's going to need to be better. Um, It's going to need to be better from Dean Garner. And, you know, there are other options, aren't there? You could, he's talked about maybe shuffling Swift or Rogic out wide. I mean, I'm I'm not over the moon with either of those two ideas. I like Swift in the middle, but, you know, maybe it'll be needs must. Um, Yeah, Grant wasn't good and it it needs to be a whole lot better. But I I don't think I'll be in a position where there can be, Moving him on this month?
0: No, no, it's um, it's a difficult one. Shemi Ajay is another one. He's come back now P- prior to the the injury that he picked up against Wigan. i had said Ajay was arguably one of Alvin's better performers of the season, but from what I've picked up since he's come back, looks he's just awfully nervous, and he did again on Saturday. Uh, now we know that injuries can knock players mentally as well as physically, but it just looks whether it's just games and speed and game time, but what we've seen we saw him against Chesterfield in both games and now we've seen him against Bristol City, just looks a different, almost a bit of a shell of the player that he was um, prior yeah. to that injury against Wigan.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, struggled, struggled a bit, hasn't he? Which is, um, which is unfortunate and a shame to see coming back in. I mean, it was a long spell out, let's be honest, a long spell out and it's, um, it's a different Albin. The, the team he was playing in under Bruce, yeah, obviously a desperately poor start to the season but at that early spell in, in in august there were yeah times of decent performances wasn't there but but no results um but it's a it's a different side now it's a different animal under a different head coach different demands different style um different methods so you know he's had a long time out and he's having to come into something different come back into something different which which can't be easy um but that's not that's me just looking for reasons. I'm not trying to make excuses. You know, it, it hasn't been um, what would have expected and we would have hoped better. And and hopefully in time that will come. But obviously i have been now at the cup. You wonder about game time for for Ajay really. Um, mm. I mean, someone else we're going to get onto. Kyle Bartley's not far off, is he now? Saw him um, for the 21s the other night. Fingers crossed. You know, he's he's sort of firmly in the mix soon and. <laughs> Bartley has already shown Corbran he can be the go-to man, hasn't he? Yes, in the very early weeks of his reign, but I think the head coach will be quite pleased that Bartley's returns imminence. And you just do wonder where in the pecking order it leaves Ajay. Um, we've seen how good Peters and O'Shea has worked in, in this period. I don't think we'd have ever thought Peters, when he arrived, would be, um, would be a regular centre-half, did we? That would um that would have mm. been some turn of events, but it's happened and he's he's been great by and large, really good. Um, so he's deserved to play. And and a hasn't quite grasped it yet, has he? But let's also say, you know, these Chesterfield games he's played and Saturday, he's come into a, a a rotated side too, hasn't he? He's not come into the league first eleven. Different keeper behind him, as we've mentioned, rotated defense. He was one of two defensive changes the other day with Reach at left back as well. Um so not not the easiest return for him you know for those reasons but i'm sure he'd like to have, have shown more the there're just occasions as you say where he just looks uneasy sort of dallying um not being yeah. decisive not being the sort of powerful rock he was prior to that injury and um i hope he can get back there i do but uh yeah when bartley's back certainly and and and, and peter's as has made his case so solid, hasn't he? So, yeah, it's tough to see at the moment for a Joey.
0: Yeah, it's difficult, difficult to uh, to see where he fits into to league plans. Just on, um, we're going to cover f- four pieces of news. Um, obviously the Matt Phillips news came through last week, confirmed that he'll most definitely miss the rest of the season with a quad injury. He's going to need surgery. Um, Lewis, just a, more of an opinion on that. I think for me, if Phillips's injury would have occurred, say, in the last week of Bruce's reign. I don't think there would have been so much sort of um, worry from the fans that there has been at the moment it's almost like his 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 recent form has sort of picked his stock up again so to speak with with albion fans if this came three or four months ago i don't think there would have been so much worry
1: yeah yeah it's um it's a funny one isn't it and i think corburn touched on it in his pre-bristol city press conference actually um when we were talking about phillips it's Started on the opening day, didn't he, up at Middlesbrough? You you did that game, Johnny. I hadn't quite um, hadn't quite started. I I didn't go up to that one, but he started then. And then it was a, a hell of a long time before we started a league game again. I mean, yeah, probably talking October, um, I think. And I would almost just thought, it, like you say, I I thought it was it was done for Phillips. Really, he was not didn't look like he was fancied, did it? He was being used as a sub at wing back and right back, and you are thinking, well, you know, what's happening here? Um but then yeah, almost ever since the you know, Bruce left, you know, a bit under Richard Beale and certainly under Corbran, um, Dean Garner's hard, hardly got a sniff, has he, in, in Phillips's role? And and that's yeah, you know, maybe a bit of Dean Garner coming off you know his levels, but but absolutely more for, for what Phillips has done. I think he's been excellent. One of if not the best performer under Corbran is. It's a huge blow. No, no mistaking it. You know, we spoke about the Grant and Dean Garner situation, not not um, stepping into ste- and stepping up yet. But um, it's it's an interesting dynamic about the uh, about the Phillips situation, certainly. And um, gutting news, isn't it? That the
0: <clears throat>
1: about the surgery, sorry, and that the rehab will require you know so many months, probably the whole season. It's a huge blow, and it's um it's forced a hand in the transfer market where. Probably weren't going to in that department. Ideally, didn't have to, um, and that has obviously, I suppose, financial implications. So, yeah, massive blow. And um, he, fans are right to be disappointed because he he's turned it round as far as this season goes. But look, we know, Matty Phillips has had injuries, hasn't he, over the years, a number of them, and they they have at times been big setbacks. Um, like, he can't help that, you know. This sound, this sounds like a, it's quad, isn't it? So you know, it must it must be something like a tear if if surgeries were required. Um, obviously, we could go into um, how he got injured as that late sub against Chesterfield at the Hawthorns, but I don't think we yeah. need to be there, do we?
0: Um, yeah, we've got, we got too much to talk about to go into that today. Uh,
1: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, a massive blow, and um, yeah, the, the the disappointed reaction is is testament to how he's turned it around, really, and. The way he has turned it around, he's he's under contract until the following summer, isn't he? Another eighteen months. So yeah. you know, he's got that, he's got another year. Um on his deal at the club. You know, if 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 his contract was up this summer, you'd really be thinking, well, you know, what, what does that mean for for Matty Phillips beyond this season? But um hopefully we've seen in the last couple of months, you know, maybe may signs of what, what he can still bring to the party when he when he gets back fit, but it'd be interesting to see.
0: Yeah, we'll have to wait and see on that one. Carlos Corbrand's links to Everton were quashed last week. It looks like Toffy's going to be appointing Sean Dyche, their new manager. Uh, Lewis, do you think that would have impacted Albion's squad? Obviously, it's coincided with two back-to-back defeats, but do you think it might have had a, an impact at all? Obviously, now everyone's a bit more relaxed that we know that Carlos is going nowhere. Well, um, for the time being, anyway.
1: To be honest, I, I don't think so, really, Johnny. I mean, I you know I'm sure players see things like this, but no, they're they're there in there every day within most you know, many hours of the day. I, I can't see that it would have put them off their stride. I wouldn't put a poor performance down to it. Um it's not ideal, but it means Albin are doing well. Yes, a couple of setbacks, but no, I I don't see that as a as a factor. Um I don't doubt that he was on Everton's radar in terms of being impressed with what he's done. But I'm not sure Everton would have looked at Carlos Corbran. Currently, in, in in their predicament, and thought that was that was the right appointment. That feels like something a club like Everton should be doing when they're more settled and looking to start a new era, and not sort of firefighting a season and saving off relegation. But there we are. Um, obviously, there've been other one or two other whispers West Ham, but as we were told, no contact with with the club. Um, like if if, if Corran keeps getting linked to. Premier League jobs. Albin are, are doing well and are, are going to almost certain secure that that playoff place. So, um, fingers crossed to get back on the on the right track on the winning front, and uh, fingers crossed the the links also stay away because yeah, I, I think from the supporters' point of view they, they don't want to read them, do they? Um, I was going to say there's no smoke without fire in these things, but in the world we live in there is often smoke without fire. Um, however, look if he keeps doing such a great job here. Um, Interest will just continue and, and slowly build, I suppose.
0: No. Yeah, it's um, a testament to the job he is. Doing Kyle Bartley, Lewis, you watched him on Friday, we've just mentioned him there. Um is there any time frame of when we might see him back in a in an album first team shirt? Um, I think
1: uh, as I touched on on earlier, Johnny, I think um with with Bartley, um, and, and this is not to do with with what I saw from him uh from him on Friday. On Friday night, because that was uh, uh, an, not a, a difficult night for Rich Bill's youngsters, plus Bartley and Griffiths. But I think um, I think he has to just because of how well he played um, in that period just before the World Cup break, and we haven't seen him since, have we? Um, I I think he's got to come back in. I do. Um, I don't know if that's what the head coach will do. I I think it's what I'd do. Um, He's got to, of course, be ready physically, and that's going to be hard. Having not played for, what well, it's going to be two months, is it? Probably plus. Um, that's going to be difficult. But I think he was so effective, you know, in either box. Clearing, yeah, Albin had been susceptible. The, the head coach said to us the other day to, to set pieces of late. Like, you know, you'd imagine Bartley would rectify that. If um, such a threat wasn't he, in the opposition's box, um, I'd be leaning to, Towards him going back in, I would. Um, it would be interesting to see how that plays out because that's you know, with with O'Shea being captain, you would say you look more towards Peters, and that's incredibly harsh. Eric Peters doesn't deserve to come out the side, in my opinion. But um, I, you know, I, I suppose as we touched on earlier, he, he's not a specialist centre half, is he, Peters? No. He is a left back filling in. Um, and he's a good option at left back to to use with Townsend. Um, but I'd I'd be looking I don't know what you think, but I'd I'd be looking to um to put Bartley back in. I just think the way he was playing, I just think Albin could could do with that as soon as they can get it, realistically.
0: No, yeah, I think you're I think you're right. We need Bartley uh, need to come back in, given his form prior to uh to that. Just a small mention. Action for Albion were were brought up in Parliament the other day by the local MP for West Bromwich East, uh, Nicola Richards, and the plight of Albion. Uh, there wasn't a direct answer per se about Albion, but it was about the the reform in football and and tougher sanctions on owners, et cetera, et cetera. Um so just a well done really to action for Albion and the and the people behind there, and they continue to do more work. And I believe there's going to be another protest um at two stages of the Coventry game on Saturday. Uh Friday even. So um well done to uh, well done to those guys. Um right, transfer rumours, Lewis. That's what everyone wants. That's the only reason people are listening today because they want to hear who Albion are signing and who Albion are not signing. Um, last week it emerged that Albion were looking at uh, Nathaniel Chalobah. Um, we understand that that deal wasn't possible, although he was looked at. Um, it's emerged overnight a couple of the nationals have gone with it overnight that the Albion are actually still in for him. Um, but is there any um, anything still in that Lewis? We know he was a target at some point, but the line was that it was they were, he was unavailable really for
1: yeah for um i, I it, it wouldn't um it it wouldn't surprise me in the slightest if he ended up at the hawthorns um that's not me saying it's going to happen but as, as you say he was a target and at the time of uh, the information we got it sounded like something albin couldn't make work um but for a, for a couple of reasons it it fits the fits the bill um mm-hmm. I think from what I've I've seen and heard, yeah, Fulham would be very happy to make make that one work. You, you would think just in terms of getting a player who's not featuring and not had a great time there off the off the bill. Um, yeah, so watch this space with that one. But what I would you know we we're going to get on to Lewis O'Brien and you know similar well, same position really different type of midfielder obviously but same position. Um, and you know, I would um, highly suspect that that's where Albion's priorities lie for the next. What are we until deadline? Thirty-six hours or so, almost exactly. Um, I'd imagine. You know, I think that's where the priorities lie. Um, do I think there's room or scope for for both to happen in the next day? I I wouldn't say so. I I don't think that quite works. I think that leaves Albion too probably heavy in that. In that position, I, w- uh, I would say. Um, so, look, I, we've said on previous pods, haven't we, Lewis O'Brien, if he's if he's available, which it sounds like Forrest have made him available, you know, Albin will be there fighting for it heavily um, and being there near the front of the queue, you would say, because of the core brand connection and what Albin are trying to do this season. However, um, I think, as as we've heard, it's it's not been playing sailing on that front. It's not a one club fight for O'Brien's signature. I think the, the, the queue would be long, is long. I think I saw Sheffield United, Sheffield United
0: mentioned yeah, Sheffield last United. night.
1: Um, I mean, look, automatic promotion bound, aren't they? Premier League bound, so another chance for O'Brien to get up via that means. Um, I think I think that's possibly related to Sheffield United moving on Sander Berger, isn't it? Um, so, yeah, it's very live that, lots of moving pieces. Um, but I I, I suspect perhaps the Chalaba thing. You know, I'm not saying there are only two op- options in this disposition. Albion will have scoured the market and have backups and backups and plan A, B, C, D, E, F. You know, I have a number of targets, um, but uh, I just wonder whether Chalaba is, you know, a, a good option as an alternative if Albion can't make O'Brien happen.
0: Yeah, potentially, and
1: obviously, and obviously O'Brien's alone, you know, Chalibur has its benefits in being a permanent, you know, permanent player, doesn't it? So. Yeah.
0: Um, in terms of outgoings, we spoke about um, Grant a little bit earlier on, you know, a bit of news just then. It's understood that Alvin have fielded a handful of loan inquiries for, for Grant, but will only let him go if someone else comes in, um, which it's sounds...
1: Mir- it's mirroring that, isn't it? Yeah, Is it? Mm-hmm.
0: Sounds, yeah. sounds pretty sensible. Um if that is the case. But given that probably getting a centre forward is not Albin's priority, it's, it's hard to see if he does go really, isn't it? You know, it'd have to be probably on top of a midfielder and a winger.
1: Well, Corbrand sees him out wide. Um I, I think in the centre forward pecking order he sees him. Yeah. The third choice really behind DK and Thomas Santo. We're gonna when we see Grant this season, we're gonna see him out on the left. Um I mean repeat what we said earlier, really, but yeah. No surprise to hear clubs in the division are sniffing. Um, no surprise at all. You mentioned Stoke were um, said to be to be having a look earlier in the month. That um, no, I think I think the Phillips injury changed Grant's situation. I think that's clear. Um, and yeah, you know perhaps Grant perhaps Grant being loaned out helps in the in the recruit of another left winger department. You know frees up a bit of the. A bit of the wage to um, to have a look at someone coming in who can be maybe a bit more effective. Um, I I say I can't see him going. You know, I said I can't see him going out because you know needed in terms of depth. But perhaps Carlos Corbrand sees it that you've got a Dean Garner, you've got a another um, coming in. Hopefully, you've you know you've got someone maybe like a, a reach who can do a job anywhere. A Swift who can shuffle out there, or if Rogic has to play out there, perhaps he sees. Those as enough options without Grant. Um, that that wouldn't say that would be a big surprise because Grant hasn't, you know, sort of stepped up to the plate yet. But
0: just yeah. felt like
1: at, at, at this period, it it feels like he's needed, doesn't it? Because at this period, no one's come through the door. So as that report says, um, it, yeah, it would definitely require someone having to come in, wouldn't it?
0: Yeah, any other links you heard at the moment? Um obviously Dennis Undav from Brighton was one that appeared a few weeks ago but that seems to have gone cold. No, I can't say. I have
1: no idea. I noticed he came off the um off the bench actually in the FA Cup uh for Brighton um against Liverpool over the weekend late substitute. So perhaps I think an injury there to uh, Brighton's young striker Ferguson made that happen. So maybe that changes his situation at, at, with the Seagulls. Um I haven't seen anything out. I can't, yeah. You Carl know, Corran has been quite open about the Phillips situation has has swung things um, from maybe just looking to beef that central midfield situation to looking for a wide option. And um, but no, in terms of any any fresh names, can't say I have. We had um, we had some talk on Martin Kelly, didn't we? Yeah. Uh, Is
0: there anything, anything in that? Anything in
1: that? Well, it, it, I, I could um, you know could could quite easily see that happening. I think it's. Probably filed under one of those that um, is best for parties, really, if they can sort a loan or, or anything like that. Um, it's not been a roaring success, has it? Martin Kelly's free signing. We know why he came in. He came in. Um, went on, on the back of a Jai's injury, actually, funnily enough. Talking about a GIs earlier, and and Alvin looked light on the thin on the ground, didn't they? Certainly. Yeah. Um, you, you kind of when Kelly came in, kind of thought, well, probably going to see him on the bench most weeks and and having to come in. On the odd occasion, but he really, really hasn't featured much at all, has he? I think I wrote yesterday a couple of starts. Is it four starts? Maybe then, no, maybe that's four appearances. Um, and it was Wigan under a new manager, um, linked, wasn't it? So that if that if that can work, and again that helps with a bit of freeing up a bit of change, then yeah, good for Kelly, good for Wigan and Armin.
0: Yeah, can we expect any um, youngsters to go out? Lewis, obviously Zach Ashworth has already got to Burton Albion. Is there any talk of any more going out?
1: Um I haven't heard it. Um I think there's a couple that could do with it. But um yeah, again, I, I had a chat with Richard Beale after the 21s game the other day. Um can't recall if that's something Corbyn's been asked about lately. Um Beale sort of left it with Carlos Corbyn, you know, any of the any of the under-21s who are training in around the first team, the call is with the head coach. So, um, obviously, we, we talked about the Ethan Ingram thing last week, didn't there, a bit of speculation around him. Um, I saw Cleary the other day. Unfortunately, I only saw him for 20 minutes before he rolled his ankle, unfortunately. Um, hope that doesn't affect anything that was in the, in the works for him. Interesting to see Joe Van Malcolm and, um, yeah, Who's, who's the midfielder, Johnny, that was on the bench with Jovan the other day? Jamie Andrews. Blank. Jamie Andrews, sorry. Um, my mind's in about a million places on this uh, deadline deadline day eve. Apologies. Um, yeah, is it, was, it was interesting to see them on the bench the other day? Um, Malcolm came on, didn't he, late? So, I, I I think for those two in particular, obviously highly rated, did well against Chesterfield, you could see things happening. Um Interesting that players can go out on loan to National League beyond the deadline. So after tomorrow, um, however, I would say in those two departments, they need loans higher than that. So that's very much one to watch over the next 36 hours on whether they can um, they can get deals. Be it, you know, League One, League Two. Um, that that would really I think be benefit beneficial to them. From, from what I've seen, they look above and beyond 21s level. We saw a very young. Richard Beale, under-21 side on Friday night, by the way, against Villa. Um, they, they feel beyond that. I felt the same about Cleary. Um, but perhaps, you know, it'd be a first loan for Cleary, won't he? So perhaps National League yeah. level maybe, perhaps League two. But because of that deadline, you'd think that um, perhaps one or two things could happen. I think for the for the benefit of, of the players we've mentioned there, um, it would be good to see. Because I think it's a, it's, it's a crucial step in their development. So um, hopefully some movement there.
0: Yeah, we'll have to wait and see on that one. Time for an advert. As always, the Banking's broadcast is sponsored by the Kettle and Toasterman, who's got a range of products for you to fill out your kitchen and your household, really. Um, this week, we've got a Beldre Revo Cordless Rechargeable Lightweight Handheld Vacuum Cleaner for just £25. Those um, those, and much more in the Kettle and Toaster Man in-store on Thorns Road in Briley Hill, or if you go to kettleandtoasterman.co.uk. Right. We were planning a head to head quiz today, but our resident quizzer, TJ Smithy, is unable to make it today. So he sent me the questions through, and we've decided to put Coxie under the pump. It's going to be a well, TJ Smithy described it as a revision session for Coxie, head of a, some more big showdowns <laughs> between now and the end of the season. But I have to say, these, these questions are pretty hard. Oh, great. So uh, I think the if you revision get, session should have been I reckon, I reckon if, you, if you get two in this, I'll be impressed, to be fair, because I think I only got three it's difficult oh
1: fantastic it's difficult oh, so it right. really eased me into the shallow end does it great yeah
0: oh yeah 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 right let's go there's so there's one two three four five six categories and we'll start with the first one she's back in time now this is you got you've got uh three options back. it's you just got three options oh mate this is going back like 50 years You've got like three options to get this right So it's it's a multiple choice one In West Brom's FA Cup final victory over Everton in 1968 Jeff Astle claimed The record for scoring in every single Round of the FA Cup But which half Or which half of the game Part of the game was the goal scored in Wow
1: So that's a question that a West Brom fan as listeners know, I'm not. Would know. I got
0: it wrong. Um, I got it
1: wrong. You got it wrong. Oh, that I makes me feel better me. about myself, Johnny. Yeah. That takes the pressure right off. Um, which, which, which half of the game? Sorry. Or... Well, if
0: my question is, which part of the game?
1: Okay. Um. Well, I'd. I'll say, you know, final third of the game, final part.
0: Extra time. Oh. That's why I said part. Yeah. I want
1: to say half. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. If I was being, if I was being a pedant, I could, uh, I could try and claim half a point there, but
0: yeah. we'll move on. No, we'll move on. We'll move on. Um, other than UK and Ireland, how many foreign managers have been in charge of West Brom? Other
1: than UK and Ireland.
0: Yeah. Um. Aside from one, all of them are very much in the modern era.
1: Yeah. 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 Sorry, I'm just thinking quietly, which is no good for. Podcast, uh, it's alright,
0: I'll cut it out, don't worry. Content. Oh yeah, good
1: point, you can cut it out, can't you? So, I'll have a think.
0: Um, including our very own Carlos School brand, at not moment. hmm Interestingly, I can't think of many.
1: Um, but Just have a, have a punt. No, I'm pretty confident there's more than I can think of. Um, what are
0: you saying? What are you saying?
1: I... I'll go, four. I'll go four, six. Six, I nearly went five.
0: Ozzy Ardiles, uh, Ozzy Ardiles Pepe Mel, Slaven Bilic, Carlos Corbran, Valerian Nishmel, and Darren Moore as well.
1: Darren, Darren Moore, Moore, that's very sneaky, board. Johnny. I know, that, that. very sneaky.
0: I said five, so I got that wrong. I
1: have, I have to say funny. I forgot Pepe Mel, which is, um, you know, I suppose quite easily done.
0: Isn't the Spanish it? the Spanish crime writer Pepper Mel <laughs> um, How many Premier League matches have West Brom played To the closest 10 To so the closest 10 um, Yeah Wow I think I got within about 40
1: Wow Okay um, I'm
0: going to push you for a guess on this A quick guess This is not a quick guess.
1: No, I know my maths isn't quick either, mate. As you're aware, I'll go with. Um, I'll, I'll say I I'll go for a nice round four hundred.
0: Four
1: hundred ninety-four. Oh, that was. Oh, I'm quite happy with that.
0: Mm. Um, and then yeah. West West been in the Championship for six seasons since the league's name changed. Changed when it became the Coca-Cola Championship. Um, how many times have they lost since then in the Championship?
1: How many games have they lost? Since it became the championship.
0: Yeah, which was about sort of mid 2000s wasn't it? That's a
1: incredible question, Johnny. Um well God, that I mean this is gonna be a total guess, isn't it? Um, how many games on average would Albion lose in the champion in the championship season? Not many, not many. Um uh, I'll go for let's say
0: eighty. Sixty-six. Oh, I nearly went 70. That was eh, not too bad. A final one, Baggage Traitors. Who was the last player who went from West Brom straight to Wolves? Uh, now, I'll narrow it down for you. It was a goalkeeper.
1: Oh, do you know, I feel like I've read this recently, Johnny. I feel like I've read this recently. Yeah, you are.
0: You would have done because I wrote a story about it about a month ago.
1: Uh, Craig peps- Dawson
0: peps- was going to sign for Wolves.
1: Yeah. GK?
0: Yeah, goalkeeper. Wow, oh, man.
1: Man, 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 man. Straight from Albion to Wolves. Yeah, apparently so. Is it quite niche, is it? Did he feature much for either? Um, Yeah, more for Albion, I would say. I've got a random keeper name that I'm going to shout out if I can't think of anything else. Go on there. Follow it at me. No, it's not right. It's not right. Um, oh, Albion fans are going to be screaming at their. Uh, their listening devices with this answer. I don't, I don't think I, he
0: went straight from Albion to Wolves.
1: He didn't go straight, right? Okay. The, the, okay. The G, The name in my head is Zubabula. Uh, not no, not far
0: away in terms of time. Thomas Kushak. Kushak. Uh
1: he was at the. He was at the um the Legends game I was at recently as well, wasn't he? The Brunty and Maza. Oh, that's a shame. If by the way, if any listeners have got any of these, Bob on. You know, including the uh including the Premier League and Championship number questions, yeah.
0: then um, then I don't believe you, to be honest. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cheers to the questions, TJ Smith. He'll be back um, hopefully next week, um, where we'll have another head-to-head. Right, time for some questions. Um, do you think it was all to risk DK, Wallace, OK, and Molumby when it would have been more beneficial to start with Malcolm Andrews, BTA, and TGH instead? <sighs> We've sort of skimmed over that, but
1: yeah, I, I I think I said on the last pod, didn't I? And I, I probably wrote that I'd have started Thomas Asante personally, but I understand I actually got some got some comments from Corbran on, on the DK decision that I'm I'm gonna report um a bit later in the week. So you can keep an eye out for that. He I don't want to give too much away, but he he did explain why and it's you know, it doesn't take too much of a guess. It's obviously physical physical related um when it comes to the DK situation. He's gotta get minutes in his legs, hasn't he? Elsewhere, yeah, I saw Gardner-Hickman involvement. I was a little bit surprised there. Um, I think you probably could have left one of the two central midfielders out. But um, it was still half-strong, half-mixed, wasn't it? It You know, there, there was still... It wasn't like it was a full 11 that have been in action in the league, so I suppose you can't... Maybe, perhaps you can't win in that situation if you're the head coach. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, next question. Where do you see the... Well, we answer this. Where do you see the future of Ajayi, Grant, and even Rogic? We've, we've talked about Ajayi Grant, but... Um, but they're already out of favour. When they do get chance, their chance to prove themselves, they failed to do so. Not included reach because he's always been back up. As for T Rex Button, hopefully Griffiths can can step up. Um, talk, we'll talk Rockets from that question. He's mm-hmm. he's he's one who's gone from sort of hero to zero, really hero after that sort of post World Cup revival, and then now he's sort of the uh, he's being discarded quite quickly by Alvin fans.
1: Yeah, it's, um, yeah, struggling a bit isn't he? I think would be a fair assessment. I think not gone, not gone to plan. I think it's fair to say there was, there there were very high hopes really, understandably so, given what, what went before his previous home. Um, Coming back from the World Cup, I think there was talk that, for the, for the, uh, for the four week break that was, um, it's a huge time for, for big things to be expected. Couldn't have got off to a much better start, could it at Sunderland? And, and, one or two assists, I seem to remember. One at Bristol City, one at home as well, I think. Um Looked good, didn't it? Looked really good either side of Christmas, I think. Looked like it would be a, a good option, but it's just gone off the boil. I realise that's just, you know, a month further on and we can't blow hot or cold to that extent with our opinions, but of late, you know, I'm thinking of Chesterfield games onwards uh, where it's been been a bit of rotation as as the question asker that says there, a you know, chance to really come and, stamp your mark on it, yeah, put your name in there for a start in the league. It just hasn't been taken has it, at all, hasn't been taken. He, he wasn't helped by coming on as that first sub at Burnley, um, which is not his fault, obviously, and um, sort of the equaliser involved, lost out in a 50-50, didn't he? A Burnley man got over the top of him. And again, I don't think that was a glaring error, as some do, but again, probably hasn't helped his case. And uh, it was really anonymous. Among others on Saturday, wasn't he? Really, not a good, um, not a good showing. Ditto. Um, ditto in the Chesterfield away game was, was poor that day. So, better expected, better needed. Um, sim- similar to others, really. Similar to Grantee and Garner. Um, but just because Rogic is that that new face, that sort of high expectation, that excitement around him, um, it's not come off so far, has it? And uh, and you know, i are gonna need. He play, plays in that Swift role, doesn't he? That you know, sort of attacking midfield role. It can't. And 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 Swift's not had a totally storming season, has he? He's not. You know, it's not been ten out of ten from Swift. He's been good at times, um, but you know Rogic is going to be needed. It can't be Swift succeeding flying in that role. You know, all game, every game. Uh, you know, as Swift couldn't play as I say, because he'd rolled his ankle. So it's a perfect example of when when we needed to see Rogic come and, and
0: make a difference and he was unable to. Uh Carl it's touch, lots of fans on Twitter saying we need to get players in, um, get that player in, loans or free, surely they need to be, sorry these will need paying, where's the money coming from? Surely not from the MSD loan, players will surely have to leave for incoming. Now, I think as Ron Gorley explained a couple of weeks ago, the MSD loan is untouched at the moment, that's for next season, but if Albion don't go up. Um, for what we understand, there is money available, Lewis, isn't there? For for, for maybe one or two signings. Yeah. Obviously, if people leave, then that helps. But I don't think Albion are in a position at the moment that MSD. I, I think what fans need to do is forget about that MSD loan. Just forget about it for the moment. I know it's difficult because the strain it could potentially put on club coffers if Albion don't go up. But just forget about that, man. We know it's parked. The bus is on that is parked. Um, as angry as everyone is about it being taken out in the first place.
1: Well, and also will be used to, you know, majorly pay for things that we don't see. You We're know, yeah. not talking a new winger or a new centre midfielder. We're talking, you know, logistics and and training things and, you know, those kind of overheads. Um, you yeah, know, Ron Gorlay was quite clear to us when we sat down that it's not going to be for new players. Um, always expected that a... To be movement in the window, and always expected it to be late, and probably only expected one for the majority. Majority, obviously, that's sort of changed now with injuries. But um, you know, that obviously the, the, there had to be some space in the coffers for that, some little bit of um, of finance for a for a loan wage, or you know, be it a free transfer or a, a nominal transfer fee. You know, we saw Thomas Asante come for what was it, three hundred grand in the summer. Mm. Um, so yeah, yeah. You know, I, I agree with you there. We we don't have to sort of come to to that loan um, when when we're talking about the window. Really, it's uh, that you know there was, there is was was is a um, little bit of sort of reserves to to lean on when it came to this window for for Corbrand to move if he felt he needed to.
0: Why do you think fans are so quick to jump on DK's back? Seen a lot of harsh comments considering he's out for a year, has scored goals and looked a threat at times, yet BTA can do no wrong because he works a bit harder off the ball. Feels a little bit harsh. Um, I can't say. I've seen a lot of flack for DK. I've seen a few players questioning him. Um, To be honest, I think DK would... Personally, I think DK should get more leeway than any other striker because of the fact that he has been out for so long. Um, And I've repeatedly said this on here and... In conversations, arguably, you probably won't see the best of Daryl DK until very late in the season because he still needs a lot more games um, to get him fully, fully up to speed because he was out for so long. But have you seen much flack for for DK Lewis? And if so, is it justified?
1: Not, not massive. Um, I understand what the what the uh, support the listeners saying. Who's who's, um, who's asked that? I totally understand, it. and I I lean towards what what you've said there. Really, I think. You know, we we're probably all guilty of thinking well, DK's back. He's had the World Cup break, a few games to get up to speed, and he'll be fine. But realistically, he didn't play for a year, did he? And he, he's, uh, you know, he's a he's a real physical specimen, isn't he? He's not he's not a little nippy little nippy player. He's um, he's a real unit. Um, he's he's huge. His frame is massive. There's a lot to him. Um so I think I think that and, and Corbran said enough times to us that that has a, a real effect on how he's used, how he's managed physically. Um touched on in a previous answer, didn't know why he why he started um on Saturday. I've got that to write up. Yeah. We said, haven't we, at times in games when when there's a ball near to him and he, he's going for it that he looks a little sluggish, is probably the wrong word, but um yeah, it just just looks like he's not at full tilt to, to get there. And I don't think yeah. it's a, it's not a work rate thing. I think that's just how he is as a player, I would say. He's a different player to Thomas Asante. Um, but he's also shown his worth, hasn't he, DK, since coming back. You know, he's got a few few goals, a couple of winners um that have put Albin into a position they wouldn't have otherwise been. So yeah. Um, I think I yeah, I'm still quite hopeful that the more we see him, the you know, the better it gets.
0: The dog's just got involved in the questions. I think he's a, he's got a question he wants to ask it. Um, a <laughs> few more questions before we just round off the pod. Um, if we do sign another centre mid, such as O'Brien slash Chalabar, can you see this change to a more traditional 4-3-3, which I believe Carlos played at Huddersfield, maybe Swift being shifted out wide and then playing without a number 10, maybe? Interesting question.
1: Sorry, Johnny, I was distracted.
0: I'm going to have to ask this question. I'm gonna, am I going to have to repeat myself? Yes, mate. If we do sign another centre mid, such as O'Brien or Chalaba, can you see us changing to a more traditional 4 3 3, which I believe yeah. Dallas played at Huddersfield?
1: Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I, funnily enough, I read that one on- online. Um, I wouldn't rule it out. I wouldn't rule it out. I, Corbrand arrived as a, a manager with a reputation of a number of formations, didn't he? And, and during his successful time at Huddersfield, being able to flip between several, really. Um, and I kind of expected the same when, when he came in in October, from, from what I'd heard. Um, Albion started his very first game against Sheffield United um, in a back three, I believe, just thinking back and um, it didn't start well at all, did it? I think 2-0 down in half an hour and that game improved with a, in a 4-2-3-1 and that's all we've seen since pretty much. Been a little bit of tweaking maybe of late, hasn't know, we, We've we wondered when we've watched games of late and I don't know we've been speaking with colleagues whether it looks like you know Wallace is up there up front with DK and it's Tweaked a, a little thing, so I, I I do think within the within the rough shape they've been playing, it's quite fluid. You know, you talk Wallace moving further up, or if it's Grant or Dean Garner playing moving further up, or one winger more advanced than one deeper. Um, so yeah, obviously it depends on personnel involved as well. Yeah, th- th- there might be games might that certainly at home where Swifts a slightly deeper centre midfielder, or maybe Rogic, and then you're looking at a, a slightly different setup, aren't you? So. While it has largely been set in stone in four-two-three-one, and I see no need to change that, I, I still see a, a head coach who's you know very happy to be fluid with with the way he, you know puts his players, and yeah, it wouldn't be the biggest surprise.
0: Uh, interesting to see what he does with uh, with the new additions. Um, if you could sign one player in the current championship relegation zone, who would it be and why? Now I had yes. look at the teams in the relegation zone, and I came up with. A answer to this if he still plays for them. Um, so in the relegation zone, you got Huddersfield, and they're alongside Blackpool and Wigan. Now yeah. my pick was um, Sorba Thomas. Sorba Thomas from Huddersfield. Has he just? West I think from?
1: he's just gone out on loan, mate, Has correctly? he just I'm left?
0: Has he? Is on he loan. Just
1: left. Loan, I believe. Um,
0: but don't. Yes, he's just gone to um, to Blackburn Rovers. Yeah. Um, well, technically, I just player, so I'm sticking... Yeah, yeah, to yeah, states. no, it's but, still, yeah, still, He's, still. um... Yeah, I, I liked him. It, I've seen him a couple of times against album, and he's done... He's done well. I can't recall any Wigan or Blackpool players off the top of my head who I's, would stick out.
1: Hold on. I'm just having a look as we speak. Um, <sighs> I like... There's a there's a Blackpool centre half called Marvin Ek Piteta, I believe that's how you pronounce his surname. Uh he's a good good centre half. They got him from levels below. I've been impressed with him when I've seen him. Just looking through Huddersfield's ranks because that away day feels like a good while ago, doesn't it? Um got some good they looked good, didn't they, Huddersfield, when they played Albion, but it was a very different Albion, wasn't it? Let's be honest. Um, back in August. Well, John Russell, John Russell's an obvious shout, isn't it? Yeah, um, he's another one, isn't he? He could be fair central midfield player. I mean for and Duren, um was electric that day, wasn't he? he? Scored twice. Um be hard not to not to say his name. Uh, seeing if there's anyone else that's really impressed me. I'm struggling, if I'm honest. Um mm. there's players I've seen in years gone by, but again, that's it. That's at a lower levels, so I wouldn't say anyone's grabbed me that no. I think could really sort Albion out now, but no, I'm sure there's a couple of gems there, but, um, yeah,
0: tough one, that. Yeah. Final question. Since the 2000s, would any of the squad members make it into the West Brom all-time eleven? For me, Jokushlu... Sorry, for me, Jokushlu would be in it um, with Kumas and Prayer in a midfield three. Early days with Palmer, but he'd definitely go head-to-head with Ben Foster. Now, I had to think about it last night. I don't think any Albion players at the moment are in a in an all time eleven since the two thousands. Is there anyone for you, Cox, who is or could potentially be?
1: Um
0: uh,
1: yeah I'd I'd lean towards what you're saying really Johnny. I don't I can't I'm struggling to think pushed,
0: I you get know. the Yukush answer but for me Mulumbi and well, sorry Mulumbi, Mulumbu and Yakov and are better players than Yukushlop. Yeah I
1: get, I get the personally. show out
0: yeah uh, a good seen
1: show. what those others have you know did over the years in the top flight. Yeah. Like, that um, no, I know he's usually had his loan, but um, yeah, he's probably got to do more, hasn't he? And and also we're talking like, I presume we're talking the current level of their ability rather than what they've done at the club. Obviously. Yeah. Um, but no, I I can't see since 2000 even. No, I I don't think we're at that stage, aren't we? That you know they'd have to go some this season to make me change my mind on that. I think.
0: Yeah. No, it'll be. Um... It'll be interesting to see. I say that a lot interesting. I find a lot of things interesting, don't I? <laughs> to, get new, to get a new line. Uh, thanks for your questions. <laughs> At least you. someone does, mate. At yeah, least someone does. Yeah. Let's, um, thanks for your questions, Baggies fans. Sorry the ones we didn't read out. We're just going to wrap up now with just a final question. Um, on Coventry, Lewis, you're expecting a response. Uh, a bit of pressure now, self-inflicted pressure, but is there a little bit of pressure on Albion to go and get a result now? If they lose against Coventry, that's three in a row. and you know we know how right. fickle football fans can be he, um I, I
1: mentioned after the game on saturday there was back to back defeats for the first time and and, and carlos actually before the game pointed this out as well um you know he he, he very much sees it and i don't know what some might think to this but he sees it as like, one defeat was league one defeat was cup yeah he, they are two defeats in a row but you know they see it as different sides different to compare and put together. So that's that's how the head coach sees it. But obviously um in layman's yeah it is two defeats in the spin, isn't it? But just 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 going by the league table and what Albion have to do, they could do with a response, couldn't they? Because the Burnley defeat was not only tough to take it was just in terms of the outlook of the table it was damaging, wasn't it? Albion was six. Then they were up to third. You know and fans are dreaming ending Burnley's home Home uh, unbeaten run. Next thing you know, it's back to six because Burnley have equalised. And then when they get a winner, you look at the table. Now being a tenth, then I think someone played on the Sunday and they dropped to eleventh. Um, look at the moment and 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 tenth going into Friday's game. But it, I say that. And however, you know, on the flip side, it's still incredibly tight. Like incredibly tight. You throw a blanket over. Uh, I don't know. Eight, nine, ten teams. Mm-hmm. Um but it's 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 always a case in the championship like this, isn't it? So um I don't think I don't know about pressure. I don't think we need to be knee-jerk if they don't, you know, if Albion don't win
0: no. on
1: Friday. It would help their cause, I'm sure, and just get a bit of a bit more of the positivity flowing around as well. Of course, the squad could look slightly different come Friday if uh, the new arrivals and such should be, you know, possibly be able to make their debuts. Um so it'd be an interesting night all round and I mean, let's be fair, tasted defeat to um, Sky Blues, haven't, haven't they, Albion, this season? Very, very recently, um, and Coventry were a very good side. Looked really good. So, possibly one of the best best teams i have played this mm. season. So, it'd be interesting to see if Coventry could repeat that, because they haven't been great of late since that that win at their place. Um, I nearly called it the Rico then, but it's not, not any longer, is it? Um, they haven't, I think, Coventry won for the first time on Saturday since that day, since that day before Christmas. So, um, they've struggled a bit, but obviously picked up a win last time out. I I think Albion just need to try and get back on the bike if they can. Uh, It's been a bit of a setback. Nobody saw Saturday performance level coming, but I stand by that Albion gave it a right good go at Burnley and that's a hard old game. And yeah, back at home under the lights in front of the fans. I'd like to think they'll have enough about them to see off Coventry. But again, a t- tough, tough old opposition.
0: Yeah, certainly will be. I'm going to finish this podcast in weird style. So just subscribe through Twitter, Twitter seeing a little bit of Albion related transfer news. Millwall have agreed to sign Verde Bremen striker and Albion mega flop Oliver Burke on loan until the end of the season. Um, that'll make you laugh. Uh, thank you very much for listening, Baggies fans as always um, we'll see you well there'll be plenty you'll see plenty of me and Coxie in the next couple of days as we bring you all the latest transfer dealings and reaction to deadline day Um, and for those who um, who don't tune in we'll see you on Friday against Coventry so thanks very much for listening as always until next time boing boing